What's up, guys? Welcome back to the eHunter Podcast. I'm your host for this episode, Taryn Hunt. Got a really fun podcast for you guys today. Got the guys with Second Chance Outdoors um, on the line with me today. So we're going to talk about them and who they are, um, what they do as a company, and get a little bit more details about them. Before we get started, though, as always, want to thank our sponsors, Vortex Optics. Appreciate them and everything that they do for us here at eHunter. Check them out at vortexoptics.com. Without further ado, let's jump into the podcast with the guys with Second Chance Outdoors. Cool, man. Well, let's let's jump into it and get started on this thing. I'll try not to keep you too long, but like I was saying, I want to you know get your guys' name out there a little bit more and talk about a little, little bit about what you guys do. But before yeah. we jump into it, if you wouldn't mind, let, would you mind telling everybody who you are, what you do, and things like that? Yeah. Uh, Logan McKinney. Uh, I'm the president and founder of Second Chance Outdoors. We're a 501c3 veteran-owned. Um, nonprofit. We take veterans and first responders out hunting, fishing, camping, all those cool things, right? To to get them outside and get them outdoors, and and all the things to help with mental health and PTS and and stuff like that. Um, aside from that, I recently just opened a uh, brick and mortar coffee shop, so that's kind of been uh, been my full time here recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was running that, and we've been doing doing really good. And I've got I've got some staff in here that make second chance outdoors like legitimately possible because and they come in, they own it, they clean, take care of the customers, make great coffee, and then I can kind of sit back here in this corner. <laughs> Literally and, in the uh, corner. And, yeah. <laughs> and uh and help grow the business. And uh now I'm also uh helping build out the Kansas City chapter of the Midwest Veterans Chamber of Commerce. So that's coming nice. to Kansas City here next month and that's been a pretty big project but uh yeah man we're staying busy <laughs> dang man you got a lot of stuff going on Jeez. so many irons and so many fires <laughs> it's hopefully, chaos hopefully you find some time in there to hunt yourself i mean is that even possible this i mean at, lo- at least it's like january now so yeah. we're, we're kind of right there at the end of the season so this is now the busy like the busy time but I, have, I think I'll find some time coming up this fall for sure. <laughs> nice, nice. I'm gonna need I'm gonna need a, a mental unplug. Just like, no. Nah. <laughs> That's what I find. Like with so I have my normal day job. You know, my nine to five that I do. I'm a, a VP for a home health and hospice company. And like hunting is like my chance to yeah get away and just kind of cool. rejuvenate and you know fill that bucket back up. So unplug, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Turn the phone off. Turn all the the crap that the world is right now off and just the noise, you know, and that speaks a lot to what you guys are doing. I know we'll get into it a little bit more, but you know, veterans specifically have a lot, I, I think a lot more noise than some of the rest of us. Cause you know, there, there's a lot of mental health and things like that, that, that play into it. And so they need to unplug. They need that time that they can get away and just heaven forbid, enjoy life for a minute, you know? <laughs> yeah, man. And, and that's it. That's the coolest. That's the coolest thing about taking, taking one of these guys or gals out in the camp. Like yeah. the first day, everybody's still kind of like doing that weird dance. Like, who are you? <laughs> like, nice to meet you. And then, you know, we, we go hunt Yeah. and we come back to camp and we have dinner and we have food and we have fellowship and conversations. And then throughout the week, you just see that tension in their shoulders, just kind of relax and like some color comes back in their face a little bit even though they're getting their ass kicked on the mountain their snot's coming out of their mouth like you know what i mean like they look haggard but like they're filled Mm -hmm. and that's the coolest coolest part of it hands down for me well and yeah 
Man, just like I said, the mental health side of it too. Because I swear, in today's day and age, all people want to do is play on a phone or sit behind <laughs> a screen, and that is the yeah. worst thing to do. If you, Dude, so I'm a nurse, so and I and I've studied a lot of the these comorbidities and these disease processes, whether it's physical or mental, and and that really it truly is the worst thing that you can do for somebody that has PTSD or any other kind of mental, you know, um, depression, anxiety. Yeah. All those things are exacerbated by sitting behind a screen or a phone. But if you can get them in the outdoors and, like you said, work their ass off, make them hike these mountains, yeah, it's not coming out of their nose, just sweat, and literally sweat and blood. A suck. Yeah, exactly. It's good yep. for us. It's good. It's good Absolutely. for everybody. So it's good for your soul, man. <laughs> it really is. Oh uh, shoot! So uh, before we really jump into that, I kind of want to, you know, I saw your post. Um, I mean, it's been a couple of weeks ago. I follow you guys pretty closely. Um, well, let me tell you this as well, Logan. So. Um, I started out as a as an EMT. That's kind of where I started in the healthcare cool. industry. Uh, my dad is still paramedic, uh, fire chief in Arizona. Uh, he sends me pictures and text messages oh, of the things I he's bet. going on, and I can only. I mean, that guy when he finally settles down and is done being a a paramedic, I'm sure he'll have a lot of like uh, some demons haunting him. He's seen some pretty sketchy stuff, and so. I say all that just to, to let you know that's why I really started following you guys and what you're doing because I know you guys do a lot for first responders and I and from a personal level I want to tell you thank you uh, for doing that but before we jump into that let's talk about your coffee company because like I said I was looking at your posts and I I saw this coffee company so it's it's in Kansas City correct yeah yep yeah we're uh we're just a little mom and pop brick and mortar man like we're nothing big we're nothing fancy just a little little coffee shop in a little town outside of Kansas City making making some really good coffee. I, I mean, I've, we've struck a partnership with a, a roaster here in Kansas city locally and they get to, they roast all our coffee for us. And we got to go down there and cup coffee and geek out on coffee and build our flavor profiles and roast profiles and all this stuff, man. Nice. So nice. like we're not, I'm not like on the, the Jared Taylor or the Evan Hafer level of, uh, of coffee gurus, but I think I can make a pretty decent cup of coffee every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> so are you going to, is this, is it just going to be brick and mortar? Or are you eventually going to do some, some online sales with this? Cause uh, it sounds pretty tasty and I'm not that in was Kansas on my City. That was on my list of things to do this week. Uh, was actually work on building out our website, nice. hit a few snags, but there will be an e-com side of it. So, cause I have a lot of family and friends out of state and they want to help support, you know, the local <laughs> business and the small business. So we will sell coffee online and, you know, a couple of t-shirts here and there, but that's, that's not my, <laughs> that's, that's not our, uh, you know, the end all be all for, yeah. for what we got going on here, but there will be a little, little online footprint. Well, that's a selfish question because, you know, for most <laughs> people that live in Utah, you know, we want to, we want to try these things that are in Kansas city. Absolutely. And I, you know, I don't get to travel out there very often. So well, you guys have some good coffee. Um, trying to remember where I, where I went, it was just a little, little tiny shop like south of salt lake city on the way out of town towards beaver and just swung through had a really a good americano but i can't remember the name of it and it wasn't in the greatest part of town uh-huh. from what i could gather just by looking around but yeah <laughs> it was good it was good hey that's sometimes where you find the best places whether it's food or whether Heck, it's coffee yeah. or whatever find that <laughs> hole in the wall somewhere and it's always the best that's stuff it. like when i'm looking for mexican food you find the one that's that where looks I'm going. The, the trashiest that's right exactly that's where i'm going <laughs> i'm here for a stabbing and tacos please <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot well that's cool man i'm, I'm glad that you're doing it and and 
I'm glad that it's allowing you to spend more time with Second Chance Outdoors, uh, committing more to that because I think what you guys are doing is is for an amazing cause that you guys are, you guys can really truly make an impact on people's lives. And, and let's be honest, save people's lives. And I think that's something that I'd really like to dig into today as we talk about Second Chance Outdoors is is what you guys have done for people that have you know suicidal ideations and and, and things like that. And so. Um, let's jump into Second Chance Outdoors. Yeah, um, so is the company, is it just you? Do you have some partners? Can we, do we need to get some shout outs here as, as you guys have got this going? So it's, it, it's me, uh, my business partners, Nate Keen and, and Josh Anderson. They, they help me with all the day-to-day stuff, whether that's helping go on hunts out West or helping me with events. I mean, those two are flying to Kansas city in February to help me with an event that we got going on here. I mean, they're just, they're rock stars and, they're both, uh, Josh is getting ready to retire. Nate recently retired from both from the air force and they're fire and forget, man. I'll be like, Hey, we need to move in this direction. And they're like, see ya. And off they go. And, and then I get an awesome completed product in return and we can go forth and, you know, continue to grow and expand the mission and impact more and more dudes. So without those guys, like there's no way, man, there's, like no chance in hell <laughs> I would be, we, we would be anywhere as an organization that's halfway organized. Like we are right now. Dude, it, it takes a village to create something like you got going on. It, it, it one man would, it's a tough job for one man to do. So it does take a village to do it. Well, absolutely. I mean, and not only that, but they're way smarter than I am about <laughs> a lot of stuff you know, and they help, they hold me accountable. I hold them accountable. And if I'm looking at a problem that we're facing, whether it's a fundraising problem or a conversation we're having with a state representative or a congressperson, like I can bounce ideas off of them Mm -hmm. and not sound like a complete crazy person talking to these other business owners or another veteran or, you know, somebody in politics. Right. Right. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Uh, that's cool. And, and I did want to, I really did want to give them a shout out because I, I do know that it, it's more than just you. It really does take a team. So, so tell me, tell me and tell our, our listeners a little bit about what you guys have done. What was 2021 like for you guys? I, I know with COVID, everything's been just jacked up, but um, what has that done to you guys and what kind of cool things did you guys do this past year? The great thing about hunting is social distancing is included. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't going to let COVID slow us down as much as possible. Right. So if we had guys that were coming into camp or girls that were coming into camp that were worried about COVID, then we would accommodate, but we didn't run into any of that this year. Thankfully. Um, we, we hunted from freaking Colorado to Tennessee and everywhere in between this year. We, uh, we got to send people to Arizona on coos deer hunts, sent a couple of army guys, uh, on a couple of whitetail hunts in Tennessee. I went on a whitetail hunt with Black Rifle Coffee and a couple of their employees in Tennessee to kind of help with one of their veterans that they have that's going through some stuff. And then we got to take a uh, current law enforcement officer. I can't say his agency, so I'm going to try really hard. A current law enforcement officer from a large metropolitan agency in the western half of the United States. Nice, nice. (laughs) On a just killer elk hunt man like tag suit but incredible and when i was talking about watching that weight and those shoulders kind of come down and Mm -hmm. a little bit he was the one i was talking about because we got our asses kicked on that hunt nice um 
all in all, I think it was 10, 10 hunters that we were able to, to get outdoors this year. Um, wow. Dude, we've got to go all over, all over this year, going to mountain archery fest and doing all those things and playing cornhole from freaking Durango to, to beaver, man. Like <laughs> it was just, it was a good year. Yeah. It was a great year. We put a lot of miles on the truck, but you know, like, so yeah. worth it though. So oh, worth dude. it. So, so worth it. So was that elk hunt the, was that in Colorado that you did that one? Yeah. Oh, yep. So we did, fun. uh, oh, over man. the counter second rifle, I believe it was. Nice. Oh man. Yeah. I did. I did first rifle in Colorado this year and it was, dude, it was pure hell. Honestly, we, we, so we hike in, we use llamas to hike in and, uh, it's about seven miles, I think back that we hike in and then we do our camp there and then hike from, or hunt from there, man, we had so much snow. It was so muddy. It was dude, so cold. It was ridiculous. So bad. <laughs> so, and then, and then that snow, when it melts, just turns into that awful, just sloppy oh. mud that you get sucked into. You're like, yeah. Bro, quicksand is real. <laughs> There's no gator in the world that can stop that mud from going in your boots. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I would challenge Tyler from TMK to 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 figure that problem out with his. Please, please. <laughs> He's got. I mean, he's got solid gators, but you can't you can't beat quicksand. <laughs> Man, when you're sunk to your knee, Bro. I mean, what, what do you do? You know. <laughs> <laughs> just hope just hope you don't wiggle too much and it sucks you under man like, dude i there were times i thought i was going down like i thought i was like i was done for just leave me there take my stuff and leave me here i'm stuck <laughs> i've seen indiana jones and yep. i've seen this play out <laughs> <laughs> oh and the bad thing was so the trail we took there were a bunch of horses that were because we were clear back in there so people would always take horses and so yeah. that you get that mud and then the horses come in and mix that up and and that you know that doesn't help at all it makes it just even worse sloppy oh. soupy Uh, (laughs) and then the crazy thing is like okay so that was nasty and cold and snowy and just miserable and then third season i did deer uh in colorado it was beautiful yeah it was like 60 degrees i was like a little bit backwards here (laughs) wait a minute exactly (laughs) i'm confused (laughs) oh my gosh it was so weird but that's awesome that you guys got to get him out there and uh let him experience you know what even eating tag soup Kind of like what we were saying, it's still so good for the soul. Even if you don't harvest something, yeah, harvesting something is kind of that cherry on the top, but it's not the whole Sunday, man. The whole Sunday is getting out there and and hiking your butt off. Absolutely, because, yeah, tag soup was a real thing. (laughs) It is. But we had fun, man. And and like you're saying, it's not not just about putting a trophy on the wall or, or... fill in the freezer so to speak it's about the camaraderie and the fellowship and the conversations that, that happen in camp because there are some goofy conversations you know <laughs> some off the wall stuff that like that that stuff will stay there forever oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> but then then there's those genuine conversations those real hard conversations that either happen in camp or even when you get back home like last year i had a veteran come call me up and say hey man i appreciate you taking taking the time to show me elk hunting we didn't take any beer with us on that hunt and I haven't drank since I've been back and I have a better relationship with my wife and my son now. And so, yeah, I, dude, you're giving I, me chills. Dude, you're giving me chills right now, dude. That, that's, that's better is... than anything in the record book, in my opinion. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, and he's still doing well. Um, I, I stay in contact with him pretty regularly. So, I mean, he's, st- he's still making improvements day in and day out and, 
that's all mental health is, man. It's just a fight every single day. It really is. <laughs> like, it really, and it's a legitimate fight too. It's not. It, yeah. It's not for the lighthearted people. That it's a legitimate fight. And some days are way easy, right? It's not even a thing. But other days, it's like, oh shit, you woke up swinging today. All right, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's move. Let's roll. <laughs> Tell me about some of those conversations, if you can, you can tell me to just mind my own business, but tell me some about some of those conversations that you have with these guys. When it gets real, I mean, there's always going to be those joking and, hey, you know, pulling yeah. each other's leg and, and giving each other a bad time. But tell me a little bit about those conversations, those deep conversations you guys have. So I won't, I won't speak on anybody else's conversation because that's their story to tell, but I can tell a little bit about mine and, and some of the conversations that I've got to share in camp and when we talk about mental health, we talk about veterans and we talk about first responders. There's always that lingering monster of suicide, right? Yep. Everybody's afraid to say the suicide word and all these things. Well, I've tried, you know what I mean? Like I've tried, pulled the trigger, gun went click instead of bang. And so being able to relate to these guys when they're having that, that fight and show them, and I'm not healed. I'm not fixed. I'm not perfect. Right. So right. I hope, I hope the listeners don't get that kind of vibe from, from what I'm trying to say, but going from, from that scenario, that situation to where I'm at today, like anybody can do it. You just have to fight like what we were just talking about. And, and that's when we bring the outdoors into it. Cause a lot of guys are like, dude, I'm just tired. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, me too. But that's why we're here. Like, this is where we get to heal. This is where we get to recharge. This is where we get to have this man-to-man conversation without any judgment. No, no weird things. If you just start crying, because I've seen that happen too. And that's fine. Like, it's just a thing, but this is where we make that happen. And coming out of camp is where the follow-up comes in and we help and, you know, just check in, but dude, just telling people a little bit about my stuff and a little bit about my story and, and where I've been and what I've experience and things like that there's a lot of people that that relate there's a lot of people say damn like Mm -hmm. i was hanging or i was eating my va skittles left and right and hammering down a bottle of bourbon like i'm circling the drain and Mm -hmm. something happened like well the reason why something happened is because you you still have a mission here you still have a job you still have something to accomplish don't quit exactly Exactly. And I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss, but please do. <laughs> there it went. <laughs> please. Hey, you know what? I, this is, I understand military. That's how it is. <laughs> so no, please. <laughs> I, I want people to understand really where you're coming from. And, and sometimes that's what it takes. Honestly, people have to know you as a person. So it's a real and raw thing, man. It is. It is. And you know what? I appreciate you saying that because, you know, like myself, I'm not a, I'm not a vet. Uh, I, I appreciate it. all of you guys that are vets and I appreciate everything you've done for my country. I'm a huge patriot. A lot of us in this, in hunting are huge patriots. A lot of people are, are vets, but you know, I, I, it definitely comes across different though when you're having that conversation with somebody versus when I'm having that conversation, because you can say, Hey, I've been there. I've done that. I felt that I've tried that kind of a thing and and i think that's what makes you guys so special and i don't, I don't mean to blow smoke up your ass or anything like that but it does make you guys special because you have been there you know what it's like and you can share those those feelings and sentiments with them i, I i'm i'd love to be a fly on the wall and if i ever had the chance to go on one of those hunts with you guys holy crap that'd yeah, be man. freaking awesome <laughs> it'll be it'll be fun and there's some wild wild stuff we had i, I can tell this story 
So we had a, uh, we had a couple of veterans in camp. This is last year in Utah. We had a good buddy of mine, Cody Ritter, come out to uh, uh, take pictures, to, to photograph it, right? Uh-huh. And he had never met the other two. He and I met one time in Durango, Colorado at a mountain archery fest after having a couple of beers. Uh-huh. And I invited him on this time. So, <laughs> of course, he came out. And he walked in, and it was me and the two other veterans, and we had been in camp for a day and a half at that point. So, you know, the the atmosphere is a little bit more relaxed, and Cody walks in, and we're just at it about something, like just going after each other, like making fun, having a good time. And he starts laughing, and he goes, man, my cheeks hurt. And the, one of the other guys goes, which ones, front or back, because I can fix that. <laughs> Oh, and Cody was like, this is going to be a good weekend. This is going to be a good time. <laughs> you know, it, was just, it was a fun weekend. And it's cool to have like Cody, who's a, who's a civilian come into camp and like get to see that camaraderie mm-hmm. firsthand because he comes out of camp like, oh shit, I get it. Yeah. I see what these guys are talking about. And then he, I can't put words in his mouth, but, um, he can go out and affect change in his world, yeah. right? Whether it's with veterans or first responders that he knows, like I know these dudes and there's, these are some of the things that they're doing and who knows what kind of ripple effect that Cody will create just by seeing that dynamic and that in that environment, you know, that, that kind of seems to be like your guys's MO right there. Your goal of second chance outdoors is really just <laughs> making that impact in the community, whether, whether it's the, the, the vet community or civilian community, the community in general, I, I think, Bringing that awareness is huge, and it, like I said, I, I've I've watched you guys really closely over the last uh, little while, and it, I mean, it's definitely changed the way that I look at, at people. You know, so I, I lived in Colorado Springs for the last six years, or close to Colorado Springs, and you know, there's there's so many vets there. The Air oh, Force yeah. Academy's there. We got Fort Carson, and then there's just so many um, vets. When they're done, that's where they come and. I can't tell you how many vets are on, on the side of the road. You know, you, you see the cardboard signs. Hey, veteran, need some help. And, and man, I'd love to throw every single one of those guys in my car and and, and help them. But I'll, I'll be honest, though, you know, following what you guys do and, and following people like you definitely changes my outlook on those guys and their lives and what they've been through. Having these kind of conversations definitely helps. I, I hope that the people are listening to this podcast. I hope it's impacting them as well that, hey, you know, <laughs> we need to help these guys out in any way that we can. I mean, there may not you know, we can't we can't throw everybody in our car and take them home and and take care of them for life but there are things that that we can do and get them in touch with the right people and i i, I mean i don't mean to put words in your mouth and and say what second chance outdoors is but that's what i feel like it's about yeah yeah you're you're not wrong um and that is coming full force i would uh, i was talking to uh, a very close person in my life today i was like man i'm getting ready to go on this podcast I'm working on these things. They're not ready to be discussed yet because of some of the, uh, because of the impact that it could bring. But I can assure you that there's work being done right now that, that is going to do exactly what you're talking about. That is going to provide so many resources for our veterans and first responders in one central location that it's going to be bigger than anything I've ever seen in my life. And so I'm trying to make that happen. <laughs> what that look, what that is, I can't, I wish I could say more cause it's so vague, but there's like 900 moving pieces and everybody's moving in the right direction that we just have to put a bow on it and make sure that things are done the correct way. So 
well, we can help people. <laughs> I'll make sure you have my phone number in that chat that yes. we have going on. As soon as you launch that, let's uh, let's yeah. do this again and then Dude, talk more about that. It's going to be very, very – we have – I can I, – I, I will say that we have a large healthcare provider behind us on this one. Good. So that's – that's outside of the government's control. <laughs> Good. If that makes sense. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. That's necessary. So, that, honestly, that's necessary. You, you have to have that support. Whether or not we can, we can put a bow on this sucker or not, we're, we're working on that. And I think that's kind of a, a big, big goal is to, to provide, be a central location for veterans to get resources and physical and mental health help that they need in one spot. So nice. Nice. Like well, again, <laughs> Gives me chills. I'm I'm excited about that. That there there needs to be a lot more of that. Let's be honest. There's so many vets out there that need help in, in so many ways, physical and mental. There there's just so many that need help, and so appreciate you guys pushing forward on that and doing that. I'm, I'm really, you got me excited now. I want to. I'm not. Want to know what's I'll, going uh, on? I'm gonna hit stop here real quick. And as, <laughs> as, as we move as we move forward, and as this thing gains steam and and more puzzle pieces come into play then I, I like everybody's going to know about it. Good. Everybody's going to know about it. Good. So. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. It's, it's, it's nerve wracking. <laughs> I'll bet that's the like, kind of stuff whoa. that keeps you up at night. A <laughs> L- little bit. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I opened a coffee shop, dude. So I yep. can have coffee all day. Drink all. <laughs> yeah. Drink all day and all night. <laughs> hey, you're making me jealous over there. It's funny. I can hear, I think I, is that what I can hear in the background? Is there, making yeah. coffee that's there's stuff there's stuff happening <laughs> that's awesome that's so awesome so that's honestly a really a great segue into like what's what's the plans for this coming year what do you guys got going on other other than that can you is there anything you guys can talk about mountain archery fests or things yeah, like that going on absolutely so i will not be able to attend mountain archery fest much this summer um the first event is around june the first weekend of June that hasn't, uh, ish kind of, sort of, we'll see emails on that coming, but my daughter is scheduled to be born on June 1st. So I'm, I'm kind of out this summer. Dude, I was going to tell you congratulations, by the way, uh, my baby, her name is Ellie and I saw the, what your baby's name is going to be. So absolutely. Man, that's awesome. That's so cool. (laughs) And it's, it's my first. So what's your first? Yeah. Dude, that's, that's (laughs) freaking awesome. I'm stoked on that. So I won't be attending Mountain Archery Fest this year, but I know Nate and Josh plan on making a couple of those. Um, in February, in Kansas City, we're hosting a cocktail hour at Kauffman Stadium where the Kansas City Royals play. Yeah, um, We've got business owners all over the Kansas City metro area, both um, veteran-owned and non-veteran-owned business owners coming together. And what we're going to do is hopefully raise $5,000 for Second Chance Outdoors so I can write a grant to a veteran-owned startup and provide them with some liquid capital to get their business off the ground. Nice. Nice. Yeah, Dude, that's that's huge. <laughs> and not only with the five the the grant, we are going to partner that company with another entrepreneur, right? Uh-huh. So first quarter, they have an entrepreneur mentor. The second the second quarter of the year, they have a different mentor. Third quarter, they have a different mentor. And the fourth, they have a different mentor. Why? Because if I give you $5,000 and you've never ran a business before, you're not going to do diddly it's gonna crap disappear. with it, right? Yeah. <laughs> but if I give you $5,000 and a, and a little bit of knowledge mm-hmm. with a mentor and some guidance and some, hey, this is where I screwed up. 
this is what worked, then maybe we can take that $5,000 and make you make you some, a little bit of extra cash so you can grow your business. Yeah. And yeah, now you are empowered to go forth and hire some more veterans or give back to your community the way that you would like to, or provide that positive impact that you would like to do. So that's, that's kind of the goal for, uh, for the cocktail hour coming in nice. February. Well, <laughs> you use the perfect word empower because you're, you're very right. I think that if you just gave it to him, it would, it would disappear. It would, no, not with everybody, but with quite a few people. Cause they just don't know what to do you, with it. And if you don't know what to do with you it, you don't boom. know what you don't know. Man. Exactly. You know what I mean? And exactly. like, so if, if, if I can be there to be like, <laughs> I've done it. It didn't work. Mm-hmm. But Hey, let's try X, Y, and Z instead of a yeah. and C and, you know, a more calculated approach. Well, and having more than one mentor too, because we're not all perfect. And you learn, you know, I, in my business, you know, I've, I've learned from so many different people along the line. So to be able to have multiple people to learn from, I mean, that's, that'd be a huge benefit for them, whether it's for that business or just life in general, let's be honest. Bingo. That, so. and, and that's it, man. That's it. I was, I was going to look up um, and see when the what the dates were for uh, Mount Archery Fest, but I, I'm having a hard time pulling up when they are. They might not be on the website just yet. May, oh, probably not, huh? Let me see here. Event I know. I know they. I think it's coming. And I just had an email on this or a text message from Brandon the other day. So I got Weber County. Baku Center, Ogden, Utah. Oh, that's you. That, that was already done. Oh, yeah, we already is did that, that the one. mini math? That it is. Yep. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't think they have the new ones huh. listed. Well, as soon as I know, I will uh, shoot them over to you so we can yeah. get them out to to your folks and get more people out there. Yeah, I'd love because it's it's a cool thing. It's a cool place to go. It's a fun event. Yeah, you know, I think people get so stuck on uh, another big archery event uh they don't look past that to what else is going on and, and i don't do you know western contours uh yeah okay yeah. i was on guy's podcast way back in like 20 pre pre-covid i think oh really oh, yeah dude like guy and our guy and our buddies dude he's a, he's a good i've listened to a lot of his podcasts i maybe i did listen to the one with you gosh now i'm like when you get old, you forget stuff. You'll know about that oh, I someday. No, but. that's a. There's there's one from way back in the day, and then we did one earlier this summer at uh, in Durango out okay. of his booth. Oh, so, nice, nice. Yeah, oh. it was fun. So I, he's kind of the one that really got me, like, kind of notified me of the Mountain Archery Fest, and so yeah. I started looking into it and, and what they are, and then we started kind of tagging each other in in Instagram and, and things like that, really understanding what the Mountain Archery Fest is. And you're right, dude. It's a it's a party. It's Dude, a good it's, time. It's so you know? much fun. Yeah. It, like, where else can you go? And here's my 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 shameless plug for Mount Archery Fest, man, because they've been a huge supporter of us. The Pope and Young course. Where else are you going to shoot world like all that many world records in a day? Yeah, never. Like, and yeah, it's a foam target, but they're molded after the legitimate Pope and Young like record holders, man. Exactly. Like. <laughs> Like, and, and it's, and the shot is very similar to the actual shot that was taken Mm -hmm. for the record. Yeah. How cool is that? Like that's, that's badass. That is absolutely (laughs) putting yourself in that position. You know, I've heard people say that, Oh, it's a foam target who, you know, what's the big deal. 
those are the people that haven't done it. I, I can tell you that anybody right. that has <laughs> hiked that mountain and shot those yeah. targets, uh, Dude, they, they so understand. Much fun. Oh man. And not only that, but like the community that surrounds math, they're like, they're not, they're in it for the right reasons. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're so like the initial ascent guys, guy, for example, mm-hmm. Diego from main beam addiction, like the bow hitch dudes, Armando and Doug, like all those guys, like, they're not, they're not just another vendor at an event. Like I've got all their phone numbers. And if I was stuck in Idaho, I could call Dennis from initial assembly, like, bro, I need help. Yeah. And yep. he would, he would help me out. Like yep, I'm New either. Mexico or Mondo, bro, I'm stuck in Albuquerque. You'd be like, Oh, good luck, man. Yeah. Click. <laughs> I'm just, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I have a podcast coming out. Uh, well, when people listen to this, it already come out, but this coming this Saturday or tomorrow, I've got a, yep. a podcast coming out with Dennis. Dude, that he's a cool dude, man. I, I like that dude a lot. He's such a good guy, man. Like, and humble. Yeah. Dude is so humble and he's so smart. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, he's, don't let him sleep on you. He's a little too smart for, for me. <laughs> he he went off onto some of the stuff with their bags and their frames. And I'm like, all right, dude, you're 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 going way yeah, like, past what I got. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like with you. Man. It's kind of like having a conversation with you about all this stuff. It's it's way over my head, but hopefully the listeners are getting it, uh, some of it out. <laughs> no, no, man, I still have to be told to color inside the lines and what crayon to use. All right, so <laughs> dude, well, come on now, you're making coffee. If you're if you're making your own coffee, you you, you got to be a pretty smart dude. <laughs> Yep, yeah, not so that you, hard. So you can't do it. <laughs> I, you know what? If you if you make it down to Kansas City, I will teach you how to make any kind of cup of coffee you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. See, that it's seems not like that a, difficult. Well, see, it's difficult for even for guys like me. It's just difficult to put the K cup in the, the little <laughs> hole there and push it down and make sure it's got water in it. So. Well, that's just like mm, <laughs> <laughs> exactly half asleep doing it. <laughs> yep, I, I dude. I hear you. <laughs> I'm the one who comes in in the morning and, and usually opens, you know, because uh-huh. we open at six. So I get in about five and I don't even make a cup of coffee at my house. I just get up, shower, head to work. And then like I come in and sometimes I want to put a K-cup machine in here. <laughs> so I don't have to like worry about all the fancy. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would be i think that would be a sin if you uh <laughs> if you put a uh yeah k-cup machine in a coffee shop that's not yeah that, that, mm-mm, mm-mm, that's I should, wrong i should receive a swift kick to the rear end. yeah you should yeah you should <laughs> <laughs> oh so anyway so back to you guys uh, so you're not going to be at the mountain archery fest well you might be to some you said right uh seo will be there to, uh, to okay. some of them but me personally i won't because again little Thanks. ellie's coming and I figured, you know, probably can't take a two-day-year-old or two-day-old on the road to Colorado. Yeah, mom probably <laughs> wouldn't like that very much. So. I, so when we found out her due date, I was like, June, July, August. We can still go elk hunting. <laughs> she goes, are you kidding me right now? Like, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, yeah, I, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I messed up on my first shot. So I've got four. I messed up on my first one. He He was born in November. Don't do that because that's that's a great time to be out in the mountains, you know, mule deer rut, and just don't have a kid in November, well, word (laughs) of the wise. But my other ones I did really good. February, and then the other two were in June. Perfect. Beautiful. Yep. That's what I'm saying. Yep. As long as it's not during hunting season, we're good. Good to go. (laughs) (laughs) My wife's probably going to walk in here and come beat me or something. She's going to see a shoe come flying, like, oh, okay. (laughs) Hey man, duck. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, no, that's exciting though, dude. I, I really am excited for you, especially where it's your first. A little girl, a little Ellie. Oh man, that's that's gonna be awesome. We did the the gender reveal, and like the first words out of my mouth were like, "Man, I'm screwed." Because she's gonna be like, not like not in a bad way, but oh man. Yeah, there's a lot of worry coming your way, brother. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, it's like it's Absolutely. a mixed emotion. Like you're so excited to have a little girl, but then terrified. You're, you're terrified to have Dude. a little girl. So I was telling, I, I was thinking, I'm like, man, if I had a boy, like you could just roll them around in the dirt, oh, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, they're easy. They're so easy. Can you roll a girl around in the dirt? My Ellie, yeah, yeah, she'll, uh, yeah, she'll, <laughs> she'll do anything the boys will do. She, so Heck she's, yeah. what is she now? Two, a little over two now. Well, she was born in June. So cool. yeah, she, oh my goodness, she is, she's a handful. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait, man. I'm stoked. Like, I'm, I'm terrified, but extremely excited all at the same time. <laughs> so, well, good for you. Well, good. I'm glad that you're gonna stay home, stay with her. I mean, that there, you know, something that I love about what we do and 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 things like that is it does allow us to to be with family and be with the Absolutely. people that are most important. So, you know, I, what you guys do is very important, and, and I appreciate that, but. You know, number one is your is your family and making sure that they're good to go. So you got to have that solid foundation if you're going to go out there and try to affect change with anybody, right? Like if I'm if I'm broke going into camp, then I might not be able to put my best foot forward and provide the help that these folks are are needing or wanting. So you know, you just gotta you gotta make sure that your your foundation is solid before you go out and and try to impact change. Because if you've got a crack in there, dude, it's going to get exposed. Yep. And it's going to crumble and you're going to be hurting. <laughs> yeah. You know, Dennis and I talked a, a bit about that, you know, because they, they based their packs off of a foundation. It kind of got us going down the topic of building our life on the foundation, you know, building a foundation, whether it's our religion, building that foundation on Christ or building a foundation within your family, whatever mm-hmm. that is, you've got to build that foundation. And for you guys, you know, a lot of the conversations you guys are having, a lot of things you're doing are with people that, that don't have that foundation. They, they don't have anything, let's be honest. I mean, they're they're just trying to get by the next day, the next hour, the next minute. And so trying to change their lives and instill that foundation, I mean, that that's really where I think you guys can provide the best help, honestly. It's, it's, I don't, I don't think it's a one one size fits all pour the foundation and keep rocking and rolling and i i think just like you alluded to right whether it's family faith whomever whatever that looks like for you that foundation is different for every single person and so when we go into camp and we go with these folks whether it's a police officer an emt firefighter or a veteran like each one of their stories while they may be very similar are completely different and then you just have to find what motivates that one individual to build that foundation, whether it's faith or whether it's they have a kid on the way or whether it's, dude, I want to, I want to run for Congress. Mm-hmm. Well, you want to run for Congress. Let's, let's, let's get a solid foundation for you to knit. I've never had anybody tell me they want to run for Congress, but that's <laughs> something you need a solid foundation on. So that's kind of where I went with that. But yeah. that solid foundation of understanding who you are why why you react the way that you react to certain triggers or certain items that happen throughout your day and this one's the toughest trying to figure out that why you react a certain way mm-hmm. but you got to be able to understand it a little bit so you can go forth and put some good out there 
just keep on keeping on like Joe Dirt would say, man. <laughs> you know, but the, the like I look at these, these vets that talk to counselors and and I'm not discrediting any counselor. Like I there is that place for counseling and social work and, Absolutely. and, and things like that. But I think that the thing that uh or the benefit that you guys bring to the table here, and we've kind of talked about it. When you're on the mountain, it does. It destroys you. It it, it just absolutely kicks your ass. I mean, let, let's be honest. It's awful, it, but I love it. it yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it makes you humble. That's the thing is yes. it really, it will humble you. I don't care who you are. You know, I, I listened to uh, Donald Trump Jr. talk about that. He's, you know, he's super powerful. He's got all the money in the world. He's got everything that he ever wants. But even him getting out on the mountain, hiking his butt off, he's like, it humbles you. It, it, you know, yeah, you hear real quick. Exactly. So to take these people that don't have this foundation and and may have a little pride to them, I'm, you know, lot, some of these vets have some pride. A little bit, you know, they all do. You're not wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, it allows us to. Uh, well, I'm sorry, I'm speaking way out of turn, and I ought to just shut up and let no, you talk man, about it. Safe. But uh, I guess let me ask you that: Do you see that when you're out there with them? Do you see that breakdown? And you see that humility as you're having those conversations and 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 beating them up like this? I absolutely. And I can, I can say that I've seen it in myself, mm-hmm. even having these hard conversations, whether that's in camp with other people or looking in the mirror and having a hard conversation with the dude that's looking back. Yeah. Like that's, yeah, you got to humble yourself. You got to <laughs> eat a little bit of humble pie. And I was talking to a veteran buddy of mine who, who, man and <laughs> eh, whatever he's a good friend of mine he was an er- he was an arrogant dude in the military man mm-hmm. but he was very good at what he did and so when he got out he kind of carried that 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 arrogance and i hate that word there's got to be a better word but it is what it is right mm-hmm. carried that arrogance with him mm-hmm. outside of the military and it just kept like no no one of the most one of the things that he and i have talked about recently is as a veteran or anybody who's making a transition from active duty to civilian life, or even the first responder, a mm-hmm. former police officer, like I was going into corporate America or going into the private sector or whatever, like nobody owes us a dang thing. Yeah. Like you had to earn, if you're a Marine, your Eagle globe and anchor, right? Navy, all your uniforms and pretty pants. Airmen, you had to earn the golfing privileges, right? And yeah. for your army infantry guys, right. you have to earn your blue cord. It's the same freaking way out here. Like you want, you want to be a CEO of a company. Well, you got to go work. Yeah. You want to, you want to go, I don't know, do, do whatever it is that you want to do. Like just because of your status as a veteran, like nobody owes us a thing. Mm-hmm but we know how to work harder than just about anybody in the room. So shut your mouth and go to work. Yeah. You know, that's what, and, and actually I'd like to take, get your take on this, but like I read books by, by Jocko Willink and yeah. David Goggins. And, and they talk about that. It's like, we are the hardest workers. We have put in more blood, sweat and tears than probably anybody has. We should be able to be successful in, in normal life. What, what's your take on, yeah. on those guys? And, and are you on board with what they're, what they're preaching out there? Or is it a little bit of fluff? Dude, it's, I don't, man, that's a whole, oh, okay. This I don't, I don't question. think they listen to my podcast. So they're not going to come, come and, and beat us I up. I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot to unpack, right? Because they're not wrong. They're not wrong. We are capable of doing these incredibly difficult things. We're, we're not just veterans, but humans 
as a whole, like we're, we're capable of doing these incredible things. In fact, I was talking to my mom about this today. She's, she's getting older in age. She now has a granddaughter on the way. So I don't know if that's kind of what, or she's never been a new year's resolution person, but it kind of works out that we're talking about this right after new year's, but she went to work out today, right? Uh For the first time. And probably she's 60 something years old, probably 60 something years. She went and worked out. She's like, man, it was, I just don't know if I'm going to be able to go back tomorrow. I'm like, why? She goes, well, it was hard. Well, your brain's going to quit before your body ever does. And yes, it's hard. It's supposed to be hard, but it'll never get easier. You're just going to get better. But circle back to the mental health part, right? There's got to be a tactical pause. You've got to be able to take that tactical knee when shit's getting wild, when shit's getting Western recalculate, reassess and reapproach. Cause if you just keep bashing your head into a wall, you're going to knock yourself out. eventually. Right. right. So that's my, that's my whole, whole take on the whole do hard things. Don't quit, but there's a tactical pause or a tactical to take that tactical knee for at the right time. Mm-hmm. Like don't, don't use it as a crutch right. just because you're a little sleepy. doesn't mean that you need to, not show up and run your business the next day. Like, no, go to freaking work. Right. But if you're at, if you're at that limit, right? Like we all know that limit of I'm just tired or boss, I'm tired. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're getting to that point. Like just go. S- I don't care if it's hunting season or not. Go sit in a tree stand. Yeah, do nothing. Exactly. <laughs> just go. Just <laughs> go do something. If you don't, if you don't have access to a tree stand or a mountain right next door, go to the park and walk around. Just yeah. go outside. Go do something. That's not super hard, but it's gonna it's gonna reset you. It's gonna have you give you that opportunity to disconnect and and I don't know about you, but like if I'm out walking around or throwing my ruck on and going for a ruck, nothing else matters except for putting one foot in front of the other. Yep. Yep. And the more I do that, the more miles I get behind me, the more clear my thought process comes. And the more like, okay, so this is how I'm going to handle this. This is how I'm going to handle this. This is how I'm going to handle this. And I get home and I write it down yeah. and then go. <laughs> that's, that's See, that's exactly it. So I'm a, I'm a marathon runner. I, in fact, I'm running a marathon tomorrow. But that's what it does for me is it allows me to really break things down and look at, okay, I got to exactly what you're just saying. I got to do this. I got to do that. And it, like you said, it could be just finding that mountain out the door and go hike that mountain, go climb up that tree and sit in that tree stand, go do throw your ruck on it. Yeah. And go walk. It's going to do that for you. And I mean, going back to what you guys do with second chance outdoors is you get people out there and you walk and it allows them to do that as well. They're really, I'm sure when those guys are hiking up with that pack on their back to wherever you guys are taking them to Hellhole, Colorado, wherever, you know, <laughs> you, Bro, you, man, oh, we found one this year. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll bet it does that. I'll bet it really lets them just start to break things down in their head. And it probably reminds them of some of the stuff you did in the military as pre- preparation that, Oh yeah, that's how we came up with the missions and the and the strategies for that mission is is oh we broke this down, we broke this down. But it wasn't, you know, it wasn't just a random thing. We weren't just whatever. We were strategic about it. And that's I think that's what happens when you're out when I'm running a marathon, that's how I feel. I can be very strategic about what I need to do. And it's a little bit of that humility that comes along with it, a little bit of that just I'm just doing something that's hard and it's making me yeah. tougher. You know, I think it all just kind of boils down together and 
going back to the, the jock, I just pulled up the, the book. I have a book of his right here, Dichotomy of, of Leadership. Oh, yeah. Really good yep. book. Uh, they, and what I find in those books, I mean, I, I do think there is a little bit of fluff in these books. I, they're Navy SEALs, man. They got nice hair and shit. They're always pretty. Like, of course, there's some fluff in there. Yeah, and I, and I think they're trying to sell a book, too, you know. But but what I do find is is exactly what we're talking about here. It, it's breaking ourselves down, being humble, doing hard things so that we can be better people. And I think that's what you're trying yeah. to do with Second Chance Outdoors is you're breaking these people down a little bit on the mountain let them be strategic about their lives so that they can be better people. Absolutely. And then just giving, giving a little bit of time and a little bit of your effort towards somebody. Like sometimes that's, that's what they need. They just need that one person to say, Hey man, you can do this. Yeah. And off they go. You know, that's always worried about those guys sitting underneath the overpass in Colorado Springs is do they have anybody? Is there, is there that one person that's there to help them and, I don't know who there is. Sorry, have, to, sorry to get I real. Have mixed, I have mixed emotions on on that aspect of things. This is a real freaking problem, and we need to figure out how to solve it. But at the end of the day, let's. I mean, let's let's call let's call a spade a spade. How many of those people have put themselves into a position to allow them to fall into that lifestyle? Yeah. Right now, we're talking something about addiction recovery. We're talking about financial recovery. We're talking about just a whole bunch of things that go into that specific population that I haven't even begun to even figure out how to crack that code yet. Um, I know there's some great people out there doing great work in the homeless Mm -hmm. population and there should be, but what that is is a full reintegration into society. Cause these guys, I mean, being, being an EMT, right? Yeah. From, from that background, I was a police officer. Like I know what the homeless population, what they do and how they operate. And you can't take a homeless guy, give him a house for a month and expect him to go get a freaking job. Yeah. Like no. he doesn't know, he doesn't know how. Yeah. He doesn't know what to do with it. <laughs> exactly. And so they're, they're, the way that I think it could or should be approached is we identify these, these veterans you know, speaking in, in our, in our realm, find these veterans, you have to vet them. Mm-hmm. You have to vet the veterans, right? To yeah. Make sure that <laughs> Pun intended. they re- they really want to do this. And then it's a full send reintegration process. We went through boot camp to learn how to go kill people and break their stuff. Right. This, this, this homeless Marine, this homeless air force guy, this home, homeless army guy, we're going to have to put him through the same freaking boot camp. Mm-hmm. Ish. Yeah. Without killing people and breaking their stuff. But we're going to have to put them through the same boot camp of, hey, man, this is how you put on a suit again. Yeah. This is how you have a casual conversation with a, I don't know how to say it, but like a, a not homeless person. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds weird to say. Like I'm putting them as subhumans, but I'm not. It's just, it's their culture and it's the way that they communicate, right? Like we all communicate through different ways and different cultures, but that just that's such a big i could go on this one for a while man but no (laughs) but it makes sense though because people need to learn how to well they need to learn how to live in a different way they need to learn how to communicate in a different way i mean to to kind of read or to digest what you're saying and and reiterate it is this you you know you take a i'm even going to use me as an example and i i don't mean to 
make myself sound amazing or anything like that. But no, no, no you're good. Yeah, I'm a farm boy. You know, I come from a, a small town of a thousand people. My parents weren't, they didn't go to college. They didn't do anything like that. Um, to take somebody like that and teach them how to work in corporate America, you know, to, to be a vice president of a company, I had to learn, I had to basically go through boot camp to learn how yeah. to have those kind of communicate, those, those kind of conversations to live life a little bit differently than I would if I was working on the farm cutting hay or whatever, you know, I mean, I think the same rule applies to these guys that are, are homeless, these homeless vets is kind of that same thing because they need to learn how to, to go from point A to point B and you can't just shove them into point B and, and th- hope it's going to work because it's not going to work. They've got to have that. I love how you say it, that boot camp. They, they do need that boot camp to get back into life. Well, it's to, say, to say, hey, man, go from A to B and they've been homeless for 10, 20, 30 years or even five years. Who knows what how long that what that transition looks like, but from to go to A to B, they don't know how to get there. That's like oh. when I got to, to basic training, they'd be like, Hey man, go from the chow hall to the PT field. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, you're going to go from here to here. Well, I don't know how to oh, get yeah. there. You have to show, we're going to have to figure out a way to show homeless Timmy, homeless private first class Timmy, how to go from homeless to not homeless, yeah. but that's literally walking step by step by step. And quite frankly, nobody wants to, no, yeah. I'm sure there's people out there that want to do it, but it's expensive and it's difficult. And I'm sure the success rate is very low right? because of how intense that it's going to have to be. But man, it, it's, it's doable. It's feasible. You just boot camp it. Yeah. And I know it's so easier said than done, <laughs> but I don't know. But that's, talk, that's how I would approach that problem. We talked about doing hard things. This would be a hard thing to do. Like you said, it's going to be it, it's expensive. It's hard to do it. But if if you really look at the grand scheme of things here is you're saving someone's life and Absolutely. I, I've been on that ambulance saving people's lives. I've worked in the hospital and the ER as an RN saving people's lives. You know, that this that shit's is the, hard. It is hard. And this is the same thing. It may look a little different. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, I'm not pumping somebody's chest as we're doing this, but it's a different approach to, to saving people's lives. And, and whether that's saving their quality of life and what they are, you know, the life that they're able to enjoy or literally saving their life, you know, it, yeah. it's all the same. So. Absolutely. And I think, I think there's some, there's some traction in that realm of homeless veterans and things like that. But dude, it's going to be a long, that's going to be a long fight. Yeah, it that's is going to be a hard fight because you, quite frankly, I mean, you, the thing that you're fighting the hardest in that realm most of the time, and I don't have any statistics to, to back this up, but I just have real world experiences, addiction, man. Like yeah. we are going to have to fight addiction and that sucker is tough. Yeah. It, ridiculously tough yeah you know and and kind of getting back to what you guys do i I know that the homeless side of it is is a big part of vets and caring for the vets but i I think there's also those guys out there that nobody even sees on the street they're they're trying to live a normal life but in the inside they are breaking down and having a lot of problems that no one ever knows about until something catastrophic yeah exactly till it's too late and i think that's where you guys again i'm not trying to blow smoke up your your rear end but I, i do think that's where you guys are super beneficial well, and that's that's one of the biggest things that we're we're trying to advocate for, man, is like if you're in that spot, 
what did you do when you were in the military? Yeah. Right. Like you, you look to the people to your left, you look to the people to your, to your right. When you're in that gunfight thinking, shit, I need help. (laughs) You know, Hey, let's communicate on how we are going to unscrew this situation that we are currently in. And it is bad. Mm -hmm. Like you, you communicate, you work together as a team. What's the difference other than bullets like bad guys trying to kill you. Now you're, you're the, you're your own worst enemy. Your demons yeah. trying to kill you. Yeah. Why can't you look to your left and to your right? The people that you relied on to yeah. get you through one of the toughest, hardest, craziest, most chaotic things in your life. Why wouldn't you call that guy? Yeah. You call me and you're that guy. Like I'm coming. Yeah. Like I'm on my way. If you're not, if you're not, if you're 14, if 14 states, if you're four states over, Dude, I'm coming. Yeah. Like, hang tight. I'm on my way. You're going to have to give me a little bit of time to get there, but let's talk. Right. Let's figure this out. And I mean, I, I've been I've been fortunate enough and I'm so grateful to be on that receiving end of the phone call to be able to look at my wife and go, hey, I got to go. Mm-hmm. And she says no. And out the door I go, man. And I'm, I was able to get to this veteran's house and he, uh, he had things – rigged for him to hang himself and you know he he called me he's like i'm done and he's crying like he's he's doing that big real like dude cry when you know like shit's real and the phone went like it just fell he the, the phone fell he dropped the phone. I know that now, but out the door I went, man. And, and he and I just sat in his living room, dude. And I didn't go in there like a counselor. Like, so talk to me about your problem. <laughs> right, Mister. Like, right. Dude, all I did was just walk in uh-huh. and sat there. That's all I needed. Until he was ready to talk. And then it was just. <clears throat> yeah. And dude, and since then, like, we're getting him therapy. Like he's going to, he's going to a counselor now. Outstanding. Uh, I'm working on finding him a new job because one of his, the job that he was, he was in was one of the biggest stressors of his life. And he didn't even have a financial, like he didn't have his budget squared away. So he didn't even know how much money he needed to make in order to pay his bills. But the job that he had was paying a boatload of money, but he was working all the hours in a week and didn't even have time to go fishing. Cause that's his thing. He wants to just go out on his kayak and go fishing. Well, we're, we're working together to find him a job to where he can pay his bills comfortably, save a little bit of money, and still go fish. Nice. Nice. Got him hooked up with the VA because he didn't even have health care at this Fortune 250, Fortune 500 company because he didn't wow. know how to get health care. Nobody walked him through that process. Like when you enlist in the military, you are, it's just, here you go. Here's all your shit. Here's your uniform. See ya. Good luck. On out, yeah. On the outside, it's completely different. Like you guys know what open enrollment is, you know what event is, and if you've never been to boot camp for civilian world, right? Like you don't know how to do these things, and it's right. so like it's so basic, and it's so basic sounding to say it out loud and enunciate it. But like peel back to the most basic level, some of these guys joined the military and they didn't even have a family when they started. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. So they didn't have somebody to show them how to go get health insurance or anything. Right. So that he's one of those guys and man, he'll, he'll be there at the, the cocktail hour and next month. And 
you know, he's nice. getting ready to sign on with a company that's here in Kansas city. They're veteran owned, they're veteran operated. They work in a controversial career, like in a controversial career field. He's going into the cannabis industry, but oh. guess what? Hey, it'll give him time to go fishing. Yeah. It'll cover his bills. And we got him enrolled in VA healthcare. Perfect. Now Perfect. we've started to build a foundation. Now we can mm-hmm. layer this, lay that next layer. What What's the next step? What do you want to do now? Well, I want to do this. Cool. Let's do it. Let's go, man. Now yeah. that we have the basic patrols, you know, your basic, basic tasks met, you know, food, water, shelter. Now we can, now we can stack on yeah. and keep on building. Oh man. That's awesome. <laughs> do you, and I'm sorry, uh, not to detract from that story at all, but with Second Chance Outdoors, do you guys do fishing trips and, and stuff like that as well as uh, hunting trips? Yeah, man. We took a Iraq veteran on a fly fishing trip this year to Colorado. Oh, nice. His, his wife called Nate um, and and thanked him. She goes, I don't know what you did, but Brian, I can say his name. <laughs> Brian's back. Brian's home. And that... That's what uh. it's about right there. That is what it's <laughs> about, dude. God. Uh. <laughs> and we didn't catch shit. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but man, we we sat on the side of this river. We cooked and cast. Like we did we did all the things, right? We sat on the side of the river and like cooked over an open fire yeah. and, and and just I'm a terrible fly fisherman, man, but like it doesn't it matter. It was so much fun. Exactly. See, that's what people don't understand about hunting. That's something I've tried to convey my whole life, well, my whole adult life, is that hunting is all, anything. Hunting, fishing, camping, name the outdoor sport, whatever you want to do it. It's more, it's not just about harvesting an animal, catching a fish, whatever that, whatever you think that ultimate goal is. You'd enjoy the journey, man. Exactly. Like, enjoy exactly. it. Enjoy the journey. It's just like life. Just enjoy the yeah. journey. It's, it's what, what's why we're here, honestly. So, old um, Ferris Bueller said it best, right? Life moves pretty fast. You better slow down, or you might miss it. <laughs> exactly. I feel like uh, it's going by pretty dang quick right now. So Bro, it won't slow down. <laughs> it won't. Wait till you have that baby, and all of a sudden she's five. Uh, all of a sudden she's ten. Oh, <laughs> that means I'm gonna be way old. <laughs> yeah, it, it comes at you quick, buddy. <laughs> uh. Oh, shoot. Well, man, um, I don't mean to keep you all day. I know you got a shop there to run and, and things like that. Um, is there anything else going on with Second Chance Outdoors that we want to give a, a plug about, talk about, anything like that? Um, so we're looking for blog writers. I know you and I kind of talked a little, little bit back and forth. I'm looking for some writers to come in, some veteran writers, first responder writers, or whomever, and and talk about the outdoors, mental health, mm-hmm. their experience with that. There's going to be a collaboration coming out uh, very, very soon towards February that's going to um, align a few other items with the outdoor industry and things like that and wellness altogether. So I'm looking for po- folks that want to help contribute to that just for the simple fact that I've started writing myself mm-hmm. and it's helped me tremendously just to even journal at the end of the night. It doesn't yeah. need to be like, dear diary. Yep. No, my, my stuff's like a list. Like today was insane. It's- the Kansas City Royals donated a, uh, a Whip Merrifield bat. Wow! <laughs> Exclamation mark, circle, like yeah. blown away. One of my favorite players. Holy, sh- you know? Yeah, you- it's real. And I can like at the end of the night, like you just go to bed. Mm-hmm. Like it's 
brain dumped and it's, it's there, it's written down. So if I need to go back to it, it's there. And so it's just one more of those, those tools. Right. And that's yeah. all it is. It might work for somebody. It might not like, and if you got a story, I want to hear about it. I want to read about it. And if you want to write about it, that, I mean, I, I try, I want to grow our blog so we can have some of those mental health resources out there. Um, and whether that's something that you and I work on together yeah, or if people just pour into our, our site and we can, I don't know, we'll figure something out. I was going to say that that's <laughs> definitely something that we need to work together on. And you know, one thing that we tell people with eHunter, cause we've, you know, we've, we've got writers that, that write for us is, you know, I don't care if you're a English professor that knows how to <laughs> write a beautiful paper or if you're like, like you, I, I just write my list and it, it's there. I really yep. don't care. Um, I, I, I've been writing for a long time. It's kind of been my passion. Now it's kind of moved into audio and media, but um, I can fix anything. So if, if whatever your writing <laughs> looks like, just just send it in. Let us, like you said, we, we I want to hear your stories. Uh, you know, I love it when I had a guy send me a he he went hunting um, sheep. I can't remember if it was oh, rocky or cool. desert, but just randomly emailed me his story and some pictures and i'm like dude i'm turning that into an Heck article yeah. that's that is so freaking sweet dude so that's awesome so i hope it's the same with you guys that anybody out there that that wants to to write and share their story it, it, you never know who you're going to inspire and, and if you that's inspire it, one person it's all that matters that's it that's it throw that throw that rock throw that stone into the pond and just let the ripples do do what they need to do as long as you're putting good out there man good's gonna good's gonna happen exactly exactly and we need more of it this time <laughs> these, these these past few years that have seemed like oh. one just long just. never ending year <laughs> <laughs> i've got another word for it but i won't say it right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that's fair. laughs> so if somebody want, does want to write for you guys right on your blog what's what's the best way to get a hold of you and say hey i want to be a writer or hey i want to contribute i want to donate i want to do anything like that what's the best way for people to touch base with you guys uh our website uh secondchanceoutdoors.net instagram obviously that's that's the big social media shoot me a dm i'm the one who who checks those or um send me an email logan at secondchanceoutdoors.net or text me 907-952-7436 and now it's out there so it's if you ever there. need anything if you're a veteran or a first responder listening to this and you're that guy who i need to come talk to that night like i'm on my way I'll there's put, my number it's out there use it i'll put that information all that information in our uh, show notes below so that people can just quickly yeah. link to that and and get it in touch with you guys I think what you're doing is special, man. I really do. I, again, I'm not trying to blow smoke. I really, I'm not. I think what, I do think what you're doing is special, and I've seen it in my life, and I, you know, I've seen it with guys in the military that I've been around. I've been around a lot of first responders in my life. My father-in-law was a police officer. My dad's a fire chief, paramedic. So I, I see the impact that uh, just a hard life has on people, whether that's a hard life or whether that's a hard two years or hard four years you know yeah. that kind of stuff can mess a brother up or a sister up and yeah. so there's a lot of things that get crammed into those short amount of time whether yeah. that's two years four years 10 years 30 years like those guys i don't know how they do that 30 years yeah. in the military are you kidding <laughs> or like a 30-year cop like oh geez how angry are you all the time oh you <laughs> That's why I run is to get rid of that anger. Yeah. If I was a thirty-year cop, I'd be running sixty miles a day. <laughs> move over, move over, Goggins. Exactly, yeah. The Goggins ain't got nothing on me. 
Oh gosh. Heck yeah. Well, shoot. Hey, well, I'm I'm serious about let as soon as you launch what's going on, Logan. Let, let's jump on a call, man. I'd love to to know more about it and get it out there. Like you said, I'm sure everybody will know. I'm sure it's going to go out and just blast out. Um, but I'd love to be part of that. You know, selfishly, I'd yeah, love man. to be part of that. And you know, we've chatted a lot, but uh, we'd love to be a part in any way that we can help you guys. We we fully 100%. support you guys. Monty here with us. He works for the the sheriff's office. I mean, we. We have so many people in our lives that, that this kind of stuff can impact. And so on a personal level, on a professional level, we want to be there to help you guys out if if we can. Um, oh, yeah. So just let us know what we can do to help, okay? 100%, man. We're uh, we're not one of those big, crazy corporations. I mean, Yet. people. <laughs> 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 any, any, any. I hate saying donation or cause I hate asking people for money and I'll things like that. But like any, any little bit of support that is given to, to us, whether that's a, a, a follow or a like or a share or $5 or $5,000, like all of it goes right back to, to doing what we're trying to do. And none of us take a salary. None of us get paid for doing this. We've probably put more money into it will ever get out of it yep and i know none of us would change a thing of it but from i know i can speak on on the behalf of the board and nate and ando and everybody that's involved in this thing like we're so grateful that people are actually giving us money yeah, yeah. what yeah <laughs> that's crazy to me that because we're just guys man we're just guys trying to make an impact and people are like money's Money's important. It is. And they're just keep going. And it's it's so humbling to me and so cool to me that these people are entrusting me to be a steward of their of their hard earned dollar that you bust your ass for. And I can guarantee you and anybody else who listens, and whether we're here forever in, in the small, small startup space or we get to be on a NASCAR car one of these days, like right from from me to everybody else like we were going to be like the most important part is being a steward of your money and and ensuring that it's going to what we say it's going to (laughs) not a vacation home in the bahamas or something (laughs) like i don't even want to go there (laughs) but i hope people do realize that when you donate to things like this and i know donate you can tell people to donate can be hard I, i i totally understand that but going back to our conversation earlier, what this can truly do for people, it, this yeah. saves people's lives. You can't put a dollar amount on somebody's lives. You can't. These things are expensive. We have to have the money to do these things. And so, whether, like you said, whether it's $5, whether it's $10, every penny that anybody can can donate and help out with makes a difference. So, yeah, I, I'm more than happy to put that, that plug out there because <laughs> I know, I've seen it, I've seen the impact that... Um, just a few dollars to a nonprofit makes. So yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. I appreciate that. So cool, man. Well, I'll let you back to the coffee shop and uh, I know you guys, yeah. you guys, well, what time do you guys close over there? It's, it's what? Five o'clock here. Yeah, five, uh, 10, my, there. my closer just left not too long ago and I'm just going to tear down my espresso machine and clean out the insides of it and call it a day. Man, it sounds delicious. Be back, be back here at 5 a.m. Ooh, <laughs> to, you're, to do it all over again. You're a military guy, though. It's 5 a.m. is yeah. nothing, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
It gets to be something after a while. It does. Wait till you have that baby, <laughs> you know, man. You have that bro. baby, 5 a.m. Yeah, it's it's just going to be the norm. <laughs> I, I hope she's an early riser, with, but will allow me, and, I, and I'm probably a little overconfident in this, but I would like her to be able to wake up with me and have that like daddy-daughter time in the morning when it's just quiet. quiet. We can have, I can have that cup of coffee. She can't yet, but yeah. just... And just be like, we don't have to talk. We don't have to do anything. Just, just be together and build that bond. I'm, I hope, I hope that can happen. <laughs> well, if it doesn't, if she's a late nighter, change your schedule. Cause it's, you know, I my, guess I'm going to switch it up. <laughs> yeah. My first boy, he, he wanted to party till 2 AM every single night. Oh, my yeah. wife would go to bed about nine or 10 o'clock and, Bro, me and him just we just hung out. We kicked Throwing it all night ragers. long. Yeah, dude, we just <laughs> he was milk, just pounding milk, and well, yeah, <laughs> it was a good time. So I love it. Take advantage of that time, brother. It's Absolutely, it's special. Man. So I appreciate it. Cool, man. Well, uh, I'm sure we'll talk soon, but uh, sure appreciate you. Appreciate uh, Nate and Josh and everything that you guys are doing. Um, again, let us know how we can help, but we we definitely appreciate what what you're doing, and uh, hopefully we can talk soon. We 100% will be talking soon because that thing's coming. Cool. Cool. Sounds good, brother. I'll let you back to it. Yeah, brother. Be good. All right. Be safe. Bye. We'll see you soon. Later.